Blog Talk Radio. Police told me that they had an escape route. Yeah. 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 Ye
killing my people, I will die with my people They brought a tearing change, changing my family's name Enslaved in America, and I remain I watched my father slain, children born in vain Robbed of their origin, and sold as trade Now you wanna say it's okay, forget it, forget it, it's a shame Where's some more confusion, teaching my people your ways and it still happens today A nation that has Inside America People get ready For the revolution Yeah, Gonna change the system Freedom of What does that mean to me? If I'm despised for being I my identity Tell me what I should believe The stories they can see Inside America No, I'm not that naive So why are you killing those seeds? Is this what Iraq now needs? Is it all of Bin Laden, or you want to change the regime? Is it that threat of your greed, the reason for your deeds? This ain't democracy in America, please. Get ready for the revolution. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You know, but um, yeah, 
one. So, <laughs> we, um, you know, we're definitely glad to, to get in, finally get in, and, um, you know, so we can get this, the evening started. Got a guest in the building tonight. Uh, <laughs> little Mel says yesterday was Mel Chaz's birthday. Right. And then all day from Mel Chaz, just had a few yesterday. Say thank you to you, Mel Chaz. Say good night, good. Say good night, world. Good night, Rick. <laughs> yeah. Mel says, sends his love. And, um, you know, we're going to jump right in. We already missed a little segment, you know, a little piece. So we're going to jump right in to the topic for tonight, um, driver license, especially right to travel. And, um, you know, you might recall on the last show that we were um, we talked briefly about uh, having an experience or an encounter the policy enforcement and um, you know just uh you know the whole process of just you know learning to speak for yourself um you know to represent yourself and to have to really move with the emotions because this is not something you know where you fill out a couple of forms and you know you're good to go this is something where you have to actually learn to represent yourself and stand on what you know and, um, you know, be able to speak to it, be able to reference it, be able to, you know, navigate your way through dealing with um, the so-called officials um, in order to um, basically represent yourself well enough to move through a variety of experiences that can happen in any kind of way. Um, you know, we've had a range of experiences. Uh, we've had some experiences where our paperwork was effective enough to basically move the whole process through and what by the time we got to court or there was no court um, where we actually had to go in, uh, we were able to go in and, you know, speak about the affidavit and, you know, basically have things dismissed from there. But then we, we've had some other experiences. Um, I had an experience where I actually lost um, in trial, and um, that was one of the better experiences, you know, to be honest, because I learned the most. And what I really learned about it, um, just moving through this process and, you know, um, doing research and gathering information from a bunch of other brothers and sisters who, you know, have invested their time and energies on this path, you know, you're doing your best to move through it and handle yourself according to how other people have navigated, but you, you still have um, a way to go in learning through experience how to really talk to people and how to really represent yourself and handle the matter that you need to handle and get it done. Because there's always that degree of compromise. You have to play the game to an extent in order to really accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. Sometimes. Sometimes you could just stand on your merits and it's respected. Sometimes you can stand on your highest merits. You can, you know, um, work to, you know, you know, whatever um, strategies and you can keep a fine and you still get resistance. And, you know, you have to be willing to, to continue to move through the process and, um, you know, be steadfast and, you know, 
I definitely had some times in my own personal experience where I got frustrated and I just, you know, I was like, oh, I'm so tired of dealing with this. You know, we went to court so many times in, in a short period of time that it was just exhausting. You know, all of the affidavits and the notary um, visits and the um, certified mail and um, delivering paperwork and, you know, um, sending instruments back and forth and just different things that, you, you know, processes that you're moving through in the process of um, speaking on your own behalf and being proactive about the matter um, before you have to go in and have these people address you in a certain way. You set, um, the, you know, you kind of set the tone by making a statement. You know, basically you're just stating the facts, you're just stating the truth of, of what you know and what you represent and what you feel like has happened um, in the course of your encounter with them. And it could be a whole range of things from, you know, you violated my rights because you didn't have jurisdiction um, or the right to basically speak over me or govern over me in that matter. Or, um, you didn't have a cause for, you know, arrest or stopping my, my you know, forward movement and doing what I'm doing and just in the normal course of life. Um, it's so many different things and different approaches and, you know, different ways that things can go. You really have to learn the process um, by dealing with the process, you know, and definitely study, 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 study. Amen. Study, you know, study because this no, is, no. It's, it's like, a, I don't want to say it's a war because, I mean, everybody knows it's a war on certain levels. But when you start thinking about war, okay, when you start thinking about war in certain terms, you get this image of a fight, and that's really the last thing you want to do. You don't want to be fighting. You don't want to be even argumentative or even come across as combative or, in my opinion, overly aggressive. Well, my own experience has been, my strategy has been to stay as calm as possible, and to speak to what I know, use my resources and my references if need be. Um, if I have to read, um, you know, some case law or some definitions, if I have to ask questions, whatever it is that I have to do to represent myself when I'm, once I get to the point of court. But, you know, I try to have the majority of what I'm doing happen before I go to court and, if possible, have the case dismissed. Um, sometimes I, I postpone it in order to, you know, just give myself a little bit more time and also give them time to respond to the affidavit because, you know, we want them to respond to the affidavit, especially if they're going to respond to the affidavit by saying, okay, I really can't address these points, which many of them they can't address. And, you know, we're going to go over a number of, um, you know, the points that are often made in the right to travel versus uh, driver's license. A type of um, situation where charges have been brought or, you know, where um, an arrest has been made or, you know, these types of situations that we're all, you know, or tickets are being issued. The, the situations that we look at as every day really shouldn't be that way. And we understand why they are, but there has to be something that we do to stand against it. I mean, as long as we continue to go along with things that we know are unjust, we're going to, you know, continue to contribute to it. 
in my opinion, you know. So it's not really about fighting them. It's about standing for what truth we can stand for, you know. And um, these truths are basically connected to rights that are given by God and can't be taken away by man. And that's the universal law that establishes the ecclesiastical law that established many of the other laws that we're really dealing with. Um, and, you know, and even, you know, of course, everybody, there's a whole bunch of different kinds of laws, like names for um, when certain aspects of law and different kinds of law um, were established. But it, we got to get back to the root because that's what's real and true before all of the projects. We started getting into, um, and we'll get into the definitions, too, of colorable law and, um, you know, some of these terms just for those of us who, you know, either need a refresher or are not familiar with the terms um, involved in this matter because legal terminology is very important um, in dealing with these types of situations and especially um, in regard to colorable law because, of, you know, what happens is the words are used against us and our ignorance of the true meaning and the true definition, um, legal or lawful definition that are attached to words is often not what we, you know, the connotation or, or what we think the word is about. You know, for instance, person. Person, the word person can be used in a lot of different ways. It sounds like if I just say, you know, even a lot of people say, well, my person. But when you're saying my person, you could really be speaking of a corporation because a corporation is an artificial person, but it's still considered a person by law. And so these types of um, tricky way of um, using words is the, is the way that these laws are set up and made to apply to us when they really shouldn't. That's how all of this colorable law or you know, and um, you could get into some of the definitions. I was, you know, saying we were going to get into the definition of colorable law, so we could just establish basically the premise for why there's two separate sets of information in our minds as we are you know, we're going into this, or what a lot of people don't realize um, when we get all of these um, codes and statutes. Um, don't turn here, do this, don't cross this way, go this speed, do all of these other things, which are basically just um, man-made statutes or local ordinances and things like that that are meant to govern over the movement of the people to the degree that they create order, but it's just basically about controlling the people. And these things can't be converted into crime. They can't be converted into crimes because the crime has an injured party. So not mm-hmm. turning here right. or not crossing over the line two times before you, you know, do this loopy loo or whatever the, you know, somebody comes up with. Or chase Yeah, it's it's not um unless you crash into somebody and then there's an injured party that's complaining and bringing charges against you, saying, hey, you crashed into me. Then now the turn has to come into question. But if you're just turning and you know around and there's no issue, there's no problem. Then 
you know, this is where we start getting into what is law, um, what is criminal law, what is contract law, and how do these things apply to us? You know, right. what is colorable law? Right. Um, you know, and I just want to add on colorable. That, that's something that's very simple. I mean, you can look it up in the dictionary or the source, and it's you know something that's fake, fraudulent, counterfeit. You know, um, if you go a little bit more in depth to it, it's an implausible adjective, conceivable, presumable, uh, reasonable, persuasive, um, apparent, um, deceitful, deceiving, or fraudulent, false. So colorable, you know what I'm saying? In itself, is just telling you that it's fake. It's, it's all. I like problem. how in the in the first definition up here it says, um, you said false and counterfeit. It says mm-hmm. something that is false but has the appearance of truth. Yeah, or being real, exactly. And that's that's really interesting right. because that's what's happening here. Mm-hmm. We have people who pretend to represent us mm-hmm. that in their claim to service, you know, servicemen and women, um, public servants, exactly. um, and the and um, all of these, um, you know, the justice, justice of the peace. You know, that's interesting. Like, you know, you have to start to look at all of these words too, because that's what that's what gets you into the place where you can really speak for yourself and really um, navigate through. Now, that doesn't mean everything is going to be smooth and everybody's just going to accept what you have to say and, and you know, just take your paperwork and everything is going to just go through. Um, or you may be at a place where you're like, what paperwork? Um, you know, what what would I need to do or how would I need to go through this process? And there's a lot of information out there on this topic, not, you know, just among us more than for, um, you know, melanated people, but you know, you can look and see a lot of the um, who we would consider the good old boys live by a lot of the same concepts in the common law and, you know, recognize all of the fraudulent and all the things that are going on as well. And they speak to it and they represent themselves. And they get they get, they get extra with theirs too compared to how I've been handling myself. I mean, they, yeah. no, they, right. And it's a time and it's a place for everything. But, you know, I'm just saying it's not just us. You know, this isn't something that we've just come up with. If you look into um, the Supreme Court case law that has to do with the subject, you'll see that there are a number of cases, and and we get get start to get into some of those as well. um, Definitely Justice Coleman, because I I use Justice Coleman in every affidavit. We were just talking about that. Because, you know, he really gets into not only describing why um, this is against our constitutionally backed rights, but he also gets into the arbitration of, you know, um, basically infringing on our rights more and more once our basic right of liberty or freedom of movement is taken away. And so right. when you when you look at, you know, something else that, you know, is part of his statement, and I don't, you know, I'm paraphrasing here, and I'll, I'll go in and I'll read the statement uh, and quote him. But um, he says something along the lines of um, the people, by their disinterest or ignorance, 
basically giving away their rights. And it's interesting. I know, um, you know, we hear the term surrendering of rights, you know, and um, some of us are familiar with the whole process and the um, procedure behind um, accepting privileges and and waiving rights Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. surrendering rights. And, um, you know, even that practice is a colorable practice of, you know, of legality, I should say, not of law, because when you're, you sign on the dotted line and you're aware of half of the arrangement, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? That that still should be nullified because you're not going into the agreement or into the arrangement with full knowledge of the terms thereof. And, and all of these types of things, again, they appear, they have the appearance of truth. But, you know, basically, they're, they're fraudulent. And so until we begin to address it, and more and more of us begin to address it, begin to question it, begin to research it, begin to talk about it, um, we won't be able to, to do anything about it. So this is where, you know, it hasn't just been us, but, again, a number of the more um, that we know are beginning to really uh, speak for themselves and Everybody, you know, we've all had our own um, different strategies that we've applied and learned from each other and kind of passed around. And, um, you know, we're working it. We are working it, and and we're bringing it back to a place of um, recognition, you know, not just on our our part, but also on the part of some of the – the policy enforcers or the or the police establishment on on the part of some of the um you know the um just the whole correctional um you know just like the experience you had where you were talking to the correctional officer is similar to the that was the more it's similar to the experience that I had when um I was stopped by the officer. And we had the conversation, and he actually said, well, you know what, I'm, I'm going to let you go. You know, he took a number of notes, and he was very interested in what I had to say about things, you know, as far as the morals were concerned, as far as the laws, and, you know, our freedom of liberty, and, um, right of travel, and this. And he, he wrote some things down, and he was like, man, I'm going to go home and do some research. You know, this is something that more people need to know about if this is true. So, you know, a lot of people though it may be unfamiliar to them, are willing to open up to the truth because that's what you're really looking at, truth or legal maxims that were set in place a long time ago. Um, that will, you know, that will hold for us in the court, you know what I'm saying, if we, you know what I'm saying, understand, you know, what, you know, our right to travel is, you know, our um, common law right to um, liberty, peace, happiness, you know what I'm saying, the pursuit of happiness, you know what I'm saying, our natural rights by God, you know what I'm saying, that we have that no, no, nothing can be taken from us, you know what I'm saying, they're unalienable rights, right. you know what I mean, so you can't lean on this, you know, mm-hmm. um, and as a, as a government or as a, as a state uh, government, um, their job is to be servants of the people, you know, right. not to serve the people, and that's what's been happening, we've been getting served, 
Well, they're supposed to be serving us, but it's supposed to be that's not what they're not serving us in the way we're supposed to be served. I'm saying it as um servants of or um officials of, of the people. You know what I'm right. saying? Like somebody's supposed to, to serve the, the betterment of the people. Right. You know what I mean? Y'all are supposed to be doing the things that's supposed to be making sure that the people good, you know, uh, um in all aspects of right. you know, and they walk some life, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because that's who the people are supposed to elect into all right. this and, and be represented by exactly but Right. That's obviously not the case. Somebody serving yeah, us and we didn't like uh one brother said we didn't double tap, you know what I'm saying? Right. They hit you one way right here, you know what I'm saying, and then on the other hand they come back and hit you with the same kind of you know, um the same kind of bill or the same kind of fine, the same thing, you know. You get you go to jail, you gotta pay to get out, then they if you go to jail, you can stay in, in there, there. <laughs> and then when you get out you still won't you pay, pay to get out. Yeah. So, you know, you get you getting hit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, we got to, you know, <laughs> we got to learn, like, you know, um, we got to study because when you get on these roads and you start to travel and you start to, you know, um, you know, you're not doing no business on the road. A lot of us is not uh, taxi cab drivers and chauffeurs and, you know, right. operating no crazy machinery on the on the road like that that somebody that would need like, to be licensed for. You know what I'm saying? And that's what the um, those Supreme Court case uh, laws deal with. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, True natural rights to, uh, you know, to travel to and fro, to go anywhere we desire, you know, to move in any um, capacity with horses, wagons, a carriage, you know what I'm saying, or an automobile. In fact, you know what I'm saying, as long as we're not causing harm or infringing on anybody's property, you know. So to understand that and understand what a citizen is too as well, because again, it's like, you know, um, again, blacks and, and uh, Latinos and all those brands, those don't be considered like citizens, you know what I'm saying? So, again, like, if we use um, the Constitution and, you know, not have, you know what I'm saying, corrected our, you know, ourselves, then we would be in, we would get, still be in the same situation, you know what I'm saying? Because then you wouldn't be considered um, an actual person that, that would be considered an actual citizen. Right. You know what I'm saying? Someone with a national, somebody with a, um, you know, with nationality, with national status or indigenous status, would be um, recognized as a citizen, right. or someone that would be um, protected under the um, the Constitution. Right, uh, yes, that's American. Exactly, an American you know citizen. Saying? Exactly. Right. You know, so um, a lot of these things, like we just gotta, you know, we gotta, you know, um, get into it. And, you know, um, the more we begin to delve into these things, the more we are gonna have a better, um, better and greater outcome. You know what I'm saying? Um, we already see that, that when we go to court, they don't want us even in there. They want everybody to get out while we're in there. Right. Don't bring up this spot, you know, because, again, this is going to be alarming people. And it's, it's happening at an alarming rate, too, because, again, like, the, the technology, the Internet, is, that's just ridiculous. You know what I mean? So you can, you know, you can get any information you need quick. You right. know what I'm saying? Anything, but you got, again, it's on the individual that you can choose these things. You know what I'm saying? And I'm quite sure everybody see all this, you know, um, these things that people putting on Facebook and all this stuff with the cops fighting and people. Every day, if another person got choked or shot or something happened by the cop. Right. Every day. So, you know I mean, we got to begin to, like, see the difference between, you know, what's real, you know what I'm saying, and what's, you know what I'm saying, being uh, perpetuated to start some shit. Right. That's what I'm going to say. Like, some of that's, like, to start some, to rally some shit up, like, that's you know, to you distract know us from, excuse me, just let me say that. Oh. To distract us really, you know what I'm saying, from, you know, um, the bigger picture. Right. You know, because people are being awakened and alarmed now with, you know, um, how to do right for themselves, if I would say, you know what I'm saying? 
having, having, you know what I'm saying, do right by, you know, by themselves, by somebody else, so they can do right by somebody else. Right. But if you constantly being just booked in the head with this nonsense all day long, you're going to, like, it changes the structure of things. You know what I'm saying? It's everywhere you look. Yeah. Right. It's everywhere on everything, like, you know what I'm saying? All the brutality, all the, the you know, um, all, the people fighting against each other, this happening, that happening. So, you know, it's just a lot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely is. Definitely is. I mean, you know, the interesting thing for me is that um, even earlier today, that was something I wanted to say. So I heard on the radio, um, Tom during the morning show um, this morning, they were talking about, um, you know, um, a pretty famous case, one of the cases that... um, had come about in, you know, in all of these months of civil unrest that we've been dealing with and how, you know, just now, just before the court date, there's all of this new um, surveillance uh, material and that that's been produced that says that now that there was a struggle, you know, there was cocaine in the brother system and, you know, all of these things, which is, I guess, going to do, you know, help them to justify that they shot his brother in the back as he was running away. And um, you know, it's you know, they said that um he had no time to frisk the um the um the victim so um he had no way of knowing if he was gonna run and then turn around and shoot him. And you know, and so these are the types of things that, you know, we're dealing with, um, and where they came in with the new surveillance and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at that point. And I I've seen this on a couple of cases where you know, new surveillance was produced, and we really have to look at things like that. Remember, we saw the one, um, and and these were some Albion. They had a, they were filming something um, near the beach or something like that. You know, just some regular, you know, it's the Albion. So you know, they were filming something like some skater, something on the sunset or something. And um, you know, the, some officers had come and said that they weren't supposed to be there, and there were no signs or anything. And, um, you know, so they argued that they had a right to be there, and they, they took and destroyed their equipment and their their, um, um, their materials and all of that. And, you know, at the, once they went to court, there was new um, um, there was there was new uh, evidence brought into the case. When they went back to the place, there were signs and everything posted. They were saying that there were signs posted that were clearly not there in the in the um, video footage. But of course, they destroyed the video footage. And, and produce some evidence of their own um, to, you know, basically have more evidence to to prove their point and, and to win the case. So we have to look at these types of things and what's going on and really begin to learn the law in general. Like, you know, this is something important, a freedom, you know, a, a right of movement, of liberty, um, you know, the right to travel, um, as we tend to call it, and, you know, this whole driver's license ordeal, um, I think it was Kai that said something about it being hooked into something um, deeper than that, you know, just as far as, you know, the whole monitoring system that we know is in place. Um, and it really just has to do with being, you know, in that chattel property status that, you know, and still being in uh, a colonialist uh, society and, you know, still living under white supremacy, still being um, basically 
having to deal with a, a form of slavery. Right. And, you know, the way that they're getting off today, you know, there's no physical change there, but there's all these mental shackles because they're able to create um, and use media and, and different um, mediums in order to convince us of their own line of truth versus or, you know, before we even have an opportunity to develop and, and find truth for ourselves all the time. And, you know, it's interesting how even once you arrive to, you know, um, say, okay, here's the truth I found, that is often just like religion, um, look at, like it's blasphemy. Like, how dare you question this right, right. Um, authority that I have? How dare you question what I've learned? Um, in our last encounter, we had... Um, the one, and you know, she was to me. She was, she seemed like a rookie. I don't know if she was, but it just she seemed kind of like a rookie to me. And she said in the very beginning of our conversation, "Well, I went to the academy, so you know, I know I know more about law than you." And that was just interesting because you know, then later on, they were standing there, um, you know, basically trying to figure out what to do, and you know openly admitted that they weren't sure and they really didn't know if the laws that we were speaking to existed or not mm. and what the law in reference to the things that we were talking about were. I and so they had to call in some a superior officer who still really didn't know. And so this is interesting, you know, on to the level of the magistrate. And you got to look at how, you know, there's always that chance that people know and don't want to show. But a lot of times it's just plain out ignorance. People just doing their job and being ignorant of the larger picture, like you were saying. You know, people not having the bigger picture and being distracted themselves from the bigger picture. They're just trying to get home to their family and watch, you know, whatever comes on TV and eat whatever and, you know, do do what they got to do. You know what I'm saying? To make it through, too. And um, I've had some conversations, you know, with some policy enforcers, you know, in custody. You know, at different times, you know, being stopped at different times, all kind of different experiences. Right. Um, you I've, know, and, and, I've uh, had the same, you know, we had that one experience where we had, they took me down there and they was like, don't say anything else to him, man. Look, I heard something about this. Like, let's just call the sergeant. And I went <laughs> to see the sergeant, the sergeant sitting down talking with me, me and him talking about a little bit of everything. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I ain't going to get all the details. Mm-hmm. He wanted but, to um, quiz you a little bit. Yeah, he wanted to see. And, but I said some things that, you know, made him inquire about what, what I knew. Right. Or, you know, what I had, you know, done research on. So that's what allowed us to have the conversation that we had. You know what right. I'm saying? By him, when I said certain things, he looked at me as to say, well, you must know something. Because I mentioned, I even mentioned something about the, uh, the Social Security card. And he just, you know, kind of looked at me and said, yeah, it is. You're right, buddy. I said, I, I said, you don't have to say that. I, I, I said, but I've been, I've been doing research for, you know, the last 10 years and studying law and practicing and things. I don't consider myself as being a lawyer. I'm not trying to break any of the laws. You know what I'm saying? I'm just exercising my natural rights. You know what I'm saying? I have God-given rights and I'm exercising them. And I shouldn't be, you know what I'm saying, persecuted or penalized or any of those things because I'm doing so. Right. And, and that's and, actually the law. And that's the law. And, and that's actually Supreme the Court law. case law that deals exactly with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That has already been, you know, um, dealt with in that manner and on the highest um, court of the land. Mm-hmm. You know? 
when the um the one um officer um was, came over the other day when we was when we was um uh, when we was um when we was stopped or when we was detained by the um uh, forces. The one um uh, uh what you call it, she's the um the one the state yeah the state police uh-huh. officer, the last one that came. Right. You know, because again, uh, the first two um um officers that was there, their whole thing was, you know, they went to the academy. They studied and, and understand more law than we do. But again, they had to call in somebody that was higher than them because they didn't know what they was doing or what they was doing. Exactly. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So and they actually apologized and saying, you know, we apologize if, you know, of, for the inconvenience, basically, of retaining you if it turns out that what you're saying is factual and, um, you know, we've been holding you here for no reason. Uh, don't apologize now. Wait till yep. I get you in that. Mm-hmm. You, you know, your own, and your definitely, own you know, we're beyond that point now because I was detained. Mm-hmm. You know, I was arrested mm-hmm. and I did have to spend some time. I had to go down there, man. Yeah, so money. You know what I'm saying? saying? Exactly. Right. Money you know time. My children were traumatized by it. My parents got... You know what I'm saying? We had to uh, uh, travel back. I only got my parents that night. You know, late at night. Come on, they man. Then pull. they got pulled over on the way to come down there to see about me. I'm like, this is insane. You know, so you got to just recognize what's happening. And at the root of what is happening, there's two things going on. It's a monitoring system that is, you know in the process of trying to be put in place and, you know, more and more of us are subscribing to the concepts attached to it, which basically ends, it's a story that ends with the giving up of our rights, basically, in order to have the privileges and protections and, you know, the, the so-called things that we need, again, um, the concept of selling something to you and, and making it seem like it's good, when in reality, there's something Right. Some and of it, I think, is just pure racism. I'm sorry. I think it's just pure racism because a lot of times, man, like, you know, you don't have to do anything. You know what I'm saying? Right. You could be you know, it's just the natural person that you are. You got a natural hair. You got a natural, you know, skin tone, melanated. You're just a melanated, grown being. You just, you're just a problem to other people. For no apparent reason, yes, it is a reason. It is a reason. It, 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 it. Well, you know, we dealt with I that before, it's... but again, like, we just, I don't know, man. It, it, it's sad because a lot of this stuff that's happening stems from that racism. You know what I'm saying? It stems from that. And, you know, even down to the, um, the, the law enforcement, you know what I'm saying? That really, a lot of them do know. A lot of them do know. You know what I'm saying? A lot of them do know, but guess what? As long as they can get over, they're going to continue to keep on And that's something else. That's something else that's about the thing. it. As long and as I, they I can had... continue to, you know, be um, um, building up these cars and we keep building and taking them, you know what I'm saying? And they see us just piles and piles of shit and we just keep eating it. And we can't, that's, that's part of it. We can't outcome. eat it. We can't eat it. Exactly. We definitely can't eat it. And we, we sometimes have to navigate and negotiate in order to keep ourselves from eating this shit, but avoid dying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you, and that's what I'm saying about this is a, is a, a two-fold process of learning, 
and, you know, and at the same time applying because as you apply it, then you learn how to speak for yourself. You learn how to use the information to your benefit. And you learn how to you have to play the game a bit. It's like a chess game. It's course, like tennis court or, um, you know. We would deal with them with, the, with their own um, uh, um, doctrine and the things that they've given us. You know what I'm saying? We're going to defeat them with the same thing. So it's almost like saying, you want to feed me shit? Now here you need to smell your own shit because this is the shit you've been kicking out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This is what you're putting out. So now I'm just using just the same thing now. Now we um we educating ourselves, brother. That's the right. thing. We educating ourselves so that the shit you're putting out, we gonna put that shit right back in your face and make you smell. Because exactly. that's your shit. And then the under, you know shit. underneath that and is go home. the thing we started and that we created, you know, that was in place. So that mm-hmm. this couldn't happen. Right, right. And so that's what we have to get back to. That's mm-hmm. what we have to begin to speak to because it still stands. You know, it still stands. It's still a supreme law of the land. That's right. So and we have to know, like, okay, what is the small thing? And how do we speak to it? How do we defend it? How do we, you know, stand with it and not against it? Because the moment you, you know, put yourself in a category with um, an aggressor, or, you know, someone who is anti-government mm-hmm. or someone who is anti-law or any of these things, you automatically, that's like taking the first strike. And right. they can't wait to strike. That's the whole thing. Like, they can't wait for it to get to the war level. So you have to be able to move and navigate through peaceful negoti- negotiations when it's time to move through peaceful, peaceful negotiations. Exactly. Just like you got to be time, you got to be that's ready right. to move through some other negotiations when that's it's right. time to move through that, too. Like, that's right. You know, it's a full range of possibilities of what could happen when you're interacting with another being. But one thing that I know for sure is that I've also had to master my mind and my state of mind. And I recognize the times when I, even at this, like, the encounter, the encounter that we're talking about that happened just recently, I, my mind state, I did, it wasn't all the way where it needed to be. And I've noticed that my last couple of encounters, Though it's still, you know, and I had to learn my lesson, I had to move through, and I had to have my response and whatever I had to do, you know, and continuing to do to deal with these matters. But at the same time, I, you know, I was able to see my own, you know, where I slipped, where I was a little short of the mind state and, and really upholding the right energy level and the right vibration to avoid having feelings to deal with these things in the first place. And then it's intuition, too, because you always get a warning. There's always a warning when something is coming, especially if you're in tune. And so when you when you don't take heed, you just put, you know, and that's part of the lesson, too, because you have to learn that you have to take heed. That's your gift, is to be connected to nature and, you know, that's right. you know what I'm saying? And, and that part of you that is soul is, is outside of the time, outside of, you know, the whole um, past, present, and, and future concept, it just exists. And so that's where we start getting into really, you know, being able to tap the Akashic Records and, and have access to any information because information is infinitely available to anyone. You just have to, you just got to get on the, on the level with it. You have to get into the same vibration or the same frequency or it has to resonate with you or you have to be able to relate to the context of what you're reading or whatever it is. You got to be able to get with it. Speak the language and you can deal with it. And it's just like, that's the same way with this um, righteous traveling. 
You got to be able to speak the language, use the, um, you know, and use, just like you said, we, we really use a combination of what we established and set up and what existed when some, how many millions, hundred million, <laughs> how many how many people was already here before they came over here, peacefully coexisting, and already having, you know, many of these court systems and these laws and these things established, mm-hmm. you know, and they try to tell, they try to give you a little bit of it in the history books, and they say, oh, well, the Iroquois was, you know, a part of the establishment of, you know, um, the Constitution, and, you know, a part of the establishment of the original government that, you know, led to the United States government of America, and, you know, and all of these things, and they're still trying to keep you locked into the same concept, but they give you a tiny bit of the truth. But if you could take that and piece it together with other research and begin to tie the, the story back together, your story, our story, you can get the full version of what has happened and what is happening now, you know, and how we're still basically a commodity or a stock or, um, you know, like livestock that's being traded and moved around and being, you know, first you make a certain amount of money for this space. Then you, you um, have a debt in, in this state or in this county, you know, where they count the, the people and the energy and make sure that everything is governed according to how they want things to go. Right. And so these are just deeper and deeper um, steps or phasing, phases that we're entering into. And when you look at the driver's license discussion and, um, you know, insurance and registration and and taxes on your tags and all these other things, um, you're really just looking at an extension and expansion on that aspect, which is, you know, governing, controlling, counting, and, you know, um, basically monitoring livestock. And the other end of it, which is about getting some money, getting that paper. You know what I'm saying? If they lock you up, they get that paper. If they find you, they get that paper. That's what I'm but saying. A lot of, but a lot of the things that they're criminalizing, which is the only thing that, you, you know, when, you, when you're fined for something, or when you get jail time for something, it's supposed to be a crime. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's supposed to be a crime. A crime has an injured party. It means that you actually infringe on somebody's rights That's or right. on somebody's property. A headlight being out, not a crime. Not having a driver's license, not a crime. Someone that makes a wrong turn is not, that's not a crime. Somebody that's uh, wearing, not wearing a seatbelt, it's not a crime. These are all fraudulent things that have come, you know what I'm saying, over the course of, you know, some, uh, I'll say, almost...
you know, going to show for somebody to cost for the next person. Right, right. Somebody that's, that, that, that's doing business mm-hmm. on the road. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? He just get in my car, I got to go to work. Mm-hmm. And now you pull me over. Okay, first thing is, I don't need to say nothing to you, Jay. Because I haven't committed a crime. No crime. I mean, I see there's, there's no suspicion of not committing a crime. So but you no can hear you in. Yes, you will, because you have never did. So you can see that's still not a crime. That may threaten the, um, exactly. you know, the biological, like, you get into that, the Francis right, Press right. well thing. Right. And, you know, maybe that is at the root of this. That's what the suspicion would be. With the racism. Yeah, so much racism. You know, like, we got to get rid of these As soon as they see a a brother, you know what I'm saying, that could be traveling, going to work, you know, you're doing five miles over the speed limit, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, again, like, a lot of us don't understand the um, the actual natural rights that we we truly have. So we have already engaged in the devices. And then you didn't broke broke the laws when you got the rights. Now you under the contract. Now you've been broke the law. Now you this happened now. So a lot of them will be scared behind the wheel. Some of them will be doing things they ain't got no business doing. I'm just saying, you know, so that's how, you know, we be getting stereotyped to as well. You know what I'm saying? But and it's a lot of that with everybody. You know what I'm saying? With everybody that, you know what I'm saying, that's having to talk these roads, that's doing what they gotta do to, you know, you know, make a better way for themselves. Because it ain't easy. It's it's definitely not easy when you you know what I'm saying, you being stereotyped for everything you do. You walk in the store, people, you know, following in the ground, like, like you don't got money, or like, you know what I'm saying? So the point is, you know, um, um, having, you know, natural rights versus, you know what I'm saying, privileges, you know what I'm saying? Those are some of the things that we need to really, really, like, you know what I'm saying, overlook. We need to go back and relook those things again. You know what I'm saying? We need to understand, you know what I'm saying, on a basic level, understand what these things mean. And how it will, you know, put us in a, um, a better place, you know what I'm saying, by learning these things, you know what I'm saying, how we can overcome, how we can, that's that's one way of fighting back for ourselves, man, educating ourselves, learning, you know what I'm saying, getting the information, you know what I'm saying, and passing it on to somebody else, you know what I'm saying, and not only just reading something, but becoming that, and that's the thing that, when we said that, I was going to say, like, that. that's a part of the authority, that's a part of us coming into you know, uh, what we stand on, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. this has been a journey for the game, you know what I'm saying, God? So, you know, we just got to continue to keep building, you know what I'm saying, and continue to fortify ourselves in, the, uh, you know, uh, uh, right, the right way of things, the righteous way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's the, you know, one of the, the keys uh, to success for me, you know what I'm saying, by just staying grounded and staying righteous, you know what I'm saying, doing things the right way, being honorable, being noble, you know what I'm saying, living like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and uh, you know how we we from the street, brothers from the streets, like we got cold on the in the street, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we we got it's, it's certain colds and certain things how we supposed to live, you know what I'm saying? You know, a lot of that's been you know, that integrity is gone now. A lot of brothers don't got that same integrity. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the brothers that you know, that, that play the game by the real morals, you know what I'm saying, the morality of the game, they you know what I'm saying, they all in they locked up all of them. A lot of them locked up. You know what I'm saying? They, you know, um, of course, all that knowledge and wisdom and information is keeping that away from the young people that can change by the same people that can right now. You know, so that's why we got to, you know, get back on the, the high horse, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, I want to go um, go into the definitions a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Some of the, um, some of the Supreme Court case law, I mean, you know what I mean? Um, 
you know, having to move through this experience and, and, you know, basically have the whole thing, you know, basically distorted to the point where we have no idea what the truth is for the most part, you know. And that's the sad part about it is that, you know, a lot of people when you have this conversation will argue up and down with you. It's not just the police or the, you know, the, um, you know, the judge that you're going back and forth with here. It's been so well established, the monopoly on things now. One brother says, you better have them. You better have a job and license around this motherfucker. They kill people. <laughs> that is not funny. But I mean, I guess it's, it is laughable, you know. But when you, well, listen, when you're so induced with the same thing over and over and over again, like, I mean, it, in the last year, in the last year, it's been like, I don't know how many people they didn't, like, put on national TV. Right there on the TV, like, oh, cop killed another brother. Cop killed another brother. Cop beat up these people. Cop did this to this people. Cop doing this. They getting all free and everything. So now, in the minds of the people in just one year, in one year, I ain't talking about a funny year, in one year, it makes the people feel like, oh, man, you know, like, you better be hit, like, you know what I'm saying? The cops are killing for nothing now. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to be doing nothing. No, they ain't just killing like that. You know what I'm saying? It's the first time like, they had it like exactly. that either. They were killing like, us for nothing before and had us walking around so shook. You couldn't look at them. Exactly. For and real. That's you, you couldn't look. <laughs> don't look. Oh, you eyeballing me? For real. I, I mean, it was that serious. Come on, and we right, better watch right before we wanted to, be, unless we wanted to get back like that because, right got, exactly. you know, many of us are arguing right now. Oh, just, you, know, you look at them like that. Don't you? Oh, I, when I drive down the street, I, I make sure everything looks exactly the way it's supposed to look because I don't want to have to, you know. And I, we I really like, got to make eye contact with them. How you doing? I hope you. I've noticed that when I'm in a certain vibration, they just don't seem to see me. Right. Like right. they just seem to be focusing on something else at that moment when we pass. Mm-hmm. For some reason, it's just like you know. I look right at them, I mean, right at them too. Right. That's how I know they're not. They're not looking at me. <laughs> because I'm looking right at them, right. you know. But I'm I'm sending out the energy that I'm sending right. out is not an energy of of war and fighting, though. And that's that's the that's the point that I'm making is that that's not where I'm at. I, this was interesting um, that you pulled up here. Okay. Um, where it says um, and I, I want to read from the, the first part, but I wanted to jump down to this part because I thought this was really interesting. Okay. Um. It says, a number of constitutional scholars and advocates for reform strongly oppose restricting the human right to travel to a person who has not committed a crime and assert that the practice violates basic constitutional rights. Similarly, anyone claimed to be in arrears on child support can have certain types of vehicular driver's license revoked or suspended, severely restricting their freedom to travel. Yep. Critics point to cases where the last in support payments were caused by loss of employment, yet the response to revoking the right to freely travel by car further impedes the ability to resume payment by limiting the ability to find employment and travel for work. Exactly. Come on now. We, but we're going through that right are now. We, are we setting this up? Oh, uh, that's my brother. I'm just about to say that's, that. That's it's my brother right there. He, you know, he basically can't have a life because he owes so much child support. 
And here's the crazy thing about it. He's been living with this girl and supporting his kids the whole entire time. The whole time. And you know how many brothers support their children, be it off and on, be it whatever the circumstances might be, but that end up with all of these high child support um, arrears and all of that and get picked up from their job, get picked up from their place of employment, and taken to jail. Lose their job. Yeah, because they're behind on payment. Now they're going to be behind even more. <laughs> like, come on. Now like, you can't get a so job. So this is about, you know, this is really, this is, this is um, a game. The game guys, you know, you really have to look at it, you know, through the eyes of, you know, even the whole child support thing. That's something else you got to look at. Why is it that, you know, who gives the authority and the right for someone else to come in and say, well, you know what, I feel like you're fit or unfit to have your children. I feel like this is how much you need to pay your husband or your wife or your, you know, your significant other or your baby mama or whatever to call their baby daddy got to pay or whatever um, based on the circumstances and you know the sad thing is for some people they need something because they're just totally abandoned in a bad situation and they really need some sort of assistance and I'm you know I'm not just dogging out the system in terms of the effort to help people who genuinely need assistance however again when we dealing, you know we really are dealing with People who tell us one thing and have, you know, an ulterior motive all the time. And that just being the way of, especially American business, but really business in general. These are people that are dealing with us um, along the lines of merit. And the law is, you know, supposedly established on merit, on truth, on principle, you know, on maxim. These are universal truths that apply to everyone. And so if law is set up based on these things, we have to look at why we're not able to, you know, basically have the truth and, you know, be represented. And why we're having um, to deal with people who are pastors or who are justice of the peace or who are public servants or officials who have ulterior motives, who, you know, are working along the lines and, and with acts and with um, statutes and codes and things written um, with, you know, malicious intent against one group of people or another, whether it's, you know, a poor class or whether it's about the, the, the nomination of the skin or, you know, whatever it may be, um, we have to really have to look at these things because, you know, at some point, you have to look at the governing of yourself. Even in the case of having a government, you know, the ideal is that the rights and the um, the interests of the people be benefited and protected and governed over by a body of people selected by the people with those interests in mind. When we have, you know, people who are um, the same people who basically kill the combination of race and steel, and then, you know, they come in hi, I'm Justice of the Peace, and, you know, um, what's your brother say, I'm child molesters speaking the word of God, and, you know, all these other I'm things. Sorry, like, we really have, funny, to, we have to look into who is who. What is 
feel what is fraudulent and begin to stand for, you know, stand in what is real and, and begin to work with what is real. Right. And, um, you know, begin to share it amongst ourselves so that we won't be fooled any longer. You know, mm-hmm. so that we won't continue to participate. So we won't, for our own sake, we continue to go along with something that's against our own personal constitution. Because believe it or not, everyone still has a, a personal constitution because there's a universal law in, in place that every, you know, everybody has to abide by. And whether you know the laws or not, they're still in effect. They're still working. They're still operating. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they can operate on your behalf, but you have to work with them. You know, if you don't know those laws, or you just decide to go against, you know, the, the laws that have been established, laws that are based on universal principles, which is what this whole law thing is supposed to be about. You know, you, you're setting yourself up for failure because you know this is your own competition and what created it and maintained, you know, your own body, basically. And so, you know, knowing the law is more than just having a way to be the ticket. It's really about standing for what's real. Right. It's really about, you know, holding your own self in government and governing over yourself. Right. And the more we begin to do that, the less there'll be a need for government the less there'll be an ability for government to stand in that place because the willingness of the people, the consent of the people, which, by the way, is needed before these months can proceed when we talk about the um, policy enforcers, um, you know, court clerks, and, you know, all of these people that you deal with um, when you're dealing with the right to travel and, and just dealing with traffic law, which is, that's interesting in and of itself because, again, it's a spin on words. The trafficking of something usually relates to um, the movement of goods. That's another legal term to look up, you know, traffic, trafficking. Mm-hmm. And so when you, when you start to look at that, now we think the word traffic, time traffic is used so many times with the connotation of, like, let's look at the evening traffic. And we look at, you know, it's being used in that way when we're talking about, you know, rush hour traffic or when we're talking about the to and fro and, right. you know, this highway and how much traffic do we have. And so it's also being used in a legal sense to refer to property or goods or, you know, in the movement of goods. And that's the, how it's applying to us because we're in this property status and we're being monitored as we move to and fro when we really shouldn't. You know, they, the law states that they don't have the right to stop us in the normal course right. of life. And, and the, 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 um, again, the double check because they just going to, you know, um, um, convert it to what would be a crime, right. a criminal offense where they, you would have to give them money. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, right here it states that Miranda versus Arizona 384 U.S. Um, got uh, 491, it says, and a claim, an exercise of a constitutional right cannot be converted into a crime. You know what I'm saying? And Miller versus the U.S. dot 234, I mean 230F dot um, 486, comma 489, there can be no sanction or penalty imposed upon one because of this exercise of constitutional right. Why you just exercising your right to travel? There cannot, you know what I'm saying? 
it can't be converted into like you know a criminal offense because you stand standing up for your rights. Right. And that's what I was trying to say when I you know when they got me that time. Like no, nah, I don't. Nah, I'm standing on my rights. I'm not giving them my rights. I'm not. I don't have no. I'm not taking the privilege. I'm, I ain't never had no license. I'm never getting one. Never going to try one. Never need one, buddy. And this is a business arrangement that I exactly. can opt out of or consent to. And if I don't consent to it, you can't just force, you know, your business on me. You can't force me into a corporate status if I'm sitting here telling you that I'm in full life. Exactly. You can't force your um, policy on me if I'm not a member of your, um, you know, a part of your um, agency and I haven't uh, subscribed or, you know, I haven't... Um, you can still subscribe and, and still reserve your rights and, you know, go about the, the process in a way where you're still protected, you know. But at the same time, I mean, the best thing to do is you got to stop contracting with them. Now, look, but look, contract with them, the better. if you're a taxi cab driver out there, you know you need one. Right. If, if you're you a bus a driver, or a bus, you need one. Drive, you know what I'm saying? Drive the van with, you know, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Pro, you can't be in a, in a bus talking about some, now I got the right to travel, and you, you know what I'm saying, you, um, you're transporting people, and, and, and it's, it's, it's part of a business, where they got right. that coin and that money machine in there, where people put their money in there, and the taxi got his little machine, where how far he got to travel, or a chauffeur, or any of those things like right. that, where it's money... You know, the business and charging for service. Yeah, it's, it's business on the you know submission. pretty much on the highway or right. on the on the state roads. Then you got to carry the actual license. So now you exactly. take the privilege. You drive for a company. Exactly. You need to have all a the, exactly. You know you what I'm know. saying? But for all the brothers and sisters that that you know, you're trying to get from point A to point B to make it to point C. If you had to go to D, then you got to get down there too. Then you know you don't need one. You know what I'm saying? Just you have, but you have to be responsible. You have to be responsible on the roads. You feel what I'm saying? Like you, you, you know, you got to know. Like if, if there's an accident, you'll be held full of responsibility for that. You have to take full action for those things. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? And you must deal accordingly. You know what I'm saying? You must act accordingly. So you know what I mean? Like this is, you know, this again. This just like a little a tune-up. You know what I'm saying? On what's to come because, again, man, we got some great shows coming up. You know what I'm saying? We're going to continue to keep bringing y'all this, this good information. You know what I'm saying? Because it's well needed um, in our communities. You know what I'm saying? In our schools. You know what I'm saying? First in the home with the children. Starting with your own kids, your children. Make sure you feed them this day. Um, I just want to, you know, just get on, um, talk a little bit about today. My children came home from school. And, you know, um, tomorrow is 9-11, so they had to uh, write all these reports and you know, all these studies on what they found out and what they knew about 9 11. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I didn't get real in depth into it, you know what I'm saying? Because I know it, this is how they play the game. You know what I'm saying? So, we have to play the game too. So, I had to, um, me, me and my, um, me and the goddess had to make sure, um, my counterpart here, we had to make sure that we give them some food that they could, you know, actually really eat and digest and, you know, what they could go back and get to teach. You know what I'm saying? So they got some things that they, they took down for themselves. They did some research and, you know, they, they, they learned some things from it for themselves. And then they, they took some stuff that they could, you know, again, take back to school and say, yeah, this is what we got. But in your in your mind, you know, and I said, and if they question something, then you you got, you can, you know, you can answer. And I said, if you have questions, that's why you, you have a mouth. So 
why you got the mouth? You got somebody that's supposed to be teaching you or that's supposed to be, you know, um, um, bringing you um, up to the right place with the information or the knowledge, then you should be able to ask them a question about anything that is concerning 9-11 since you want me to write a report about it. So here's a couple of questions, son and my daughter, that you can ask them. Ask them this, 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 and this. And see how they respond. You know what I'm saying? Now, you did the part that they asked you to do. Now, ask them some questions and see how they respond to, you know, um, what you did your own independent research on and what you have did some comparative research on. You know what I'm saying? So those are those are things that... Um, go ahead. What I noticed about that experience... Um, you know, with with uh, children, I, I talked to my son for a moment about it, and um, you know, I read his paper, and you know, and the paper was it was all right, it was it was real general, and you know, it it was one of those papers that I've written when I was around that age, where you just kind of check out a couple things online, and you can, you know, you, you paraphrase a little bit, and then you you know you, you just give the general um, assumption, and I said, son, you know, you know, we talk because. My son's 14, and we talk. We talk. They, you know, they've been around for a while. They're they're familiar with a lot of the information and that, and you know, they're just beginning to be interested in, in learning more and getting into and developing their little cosmology. Um, and he said, "Well, my first, I did a paper, and I wrote the whole paper, and um, you know, then when I read it, I was like, oh, that might be too much. I don't know if I want to. Um, if I'm going to do that." You know, and, and so he ended up writing another paper that was, in my opinion, what was expected of him. And this is, that's, in so many words, I felt like that was something that, you know, gave me an example of, of how we all oftentimes have to navigate through this experience when we're dealing with people who either aren't, aren't on a certain level or who are in a position where they have to uphold certain concepts. And, you know, and we're all kind of in that position to a degree, but we got to begin to stand on truth, truth, whatever that is, whatever that is. And, um, you know, it's important in, in this matter when, we, when we're talking about driver's license and right to travel that, you know, we just get to what the truth is. And, and the truth is that, you know, we have freedom of movement, freedom of, uh, you know, right to liberty, you have the you right know, to bear arms. I mean, we have the right to speech. Freedom of speech, like you should speak whatever you speak your mind. You know what I'm saying? But That's, do we really? It's like, yeah. you know, we do have we do have these rights, but at the same time, we have all of these gun laws being passed, and people have that concept of this is what the law is. So That's because we have, we have not speech. We have not exercised it in right. a long time. Right. Right. Not. Some of us are, though. Some of us are, like, you know, and that's what we're talking about. But, you know, there's this sort of um, double lane, you know, in a way, because there's all of this, um, what you what you describe as colorable law, you know, or all of these levels of governance that are going on that, you know, is telling us all these things that we can do and not do. And then we have the actual law that, you know, is in place to actually protect our rights and, you know, enable us to live here and coexist with each other and, and be peaceful and right. have things we were just supposed to be, respecting everybody's right to be who they are, to speak for themselves, to govern over themselves, to not be restricted in their movement, to not, um, you know, have the right to, 
to self-defense and to protect themselves, mm-hmm. um, to have the right not to incriminate themselves unnecessarily, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and all these things are set up as protection mm-hmm. to the people by the people. And, you know, whereas someone is appointed to stand in a position of service to those people to uphold those constitutionally backed rights. And that's what we're really looking at here. So, you know, um, I mean, that's what I, I was laughing one day. I, I forget who I was talking to. I think it was, um, it was the brother I worked with, um, Jude um, Allen. Um, he's Albion, you know, or European, whatever. Anyway, Allen, he's pretty cool. We was talking, we building, and um, he said something about the, uh, he was saying, he was like, well, you know, American people, man, they just lazy. They, you know, they don't, he's like, and I was like, yeah, you're right, because I said when, when, in other countries, and I think we spoke on this before, I said in other countries, when people feel like their government is not doing what they're supposed to do by the people, then the people automatically just go out in the street and do whatever they have to do, and they overthrow the government. They put people in that they that they want to put in. We sit back and look at people and say, those people are crazy. What is wrong with those people? You know what I'm saying? The average American would look at that and say, man, what's wrong with them? I mean, so, it's a level of entrainment. I, I, I totally agree is what I'm saying. But when you look at the, like you said, the entrainment, the psychological programming. And the trickery, because that's also such trick. Like, you know, this is something as simple as, you know what it's compared it to? It's comparing it to um, having a realtor license or just buying a house. Like, you in your own just normal point of vision could go and buy a house. You could sell it. There's no problem. You could buy and sell several houses as, a, as just a personal choice, something that you want to do. It can even be an investment. But when you set up a business as buying and selling houses, now you have to have some sort of license or certificate exactly. as a realtor. Exactly. So now, when you drive around, I don't care if you're going to work, you can go wherever you're, or wherever you're traveling to, you're operating your, your car or your vehicle. Whatever you're doing in the normal course of your life, you know, handling your own business, you're not required to have a license, nor should you be restricted from that movement or um, forced to identify yourself or show paperwork or any of these things in the normal course of your life unless you commit some crime or you're suspected of committing a crime. And even then, there has to be a due process that you move through. It can't just be, you know, I just stop you. Hey, um, you there. Let me see your driver's license and registration. You know, and, and insurance. This is, right. And, and, and this is the point that it's getting to. And, it, and it's getting worse and worse. You know, we got somebody that made the wrong turn. He was dead. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, I mean, so it's getting to a point where we have to begin to stand on the truth of the premise of the laws that have been established for our protections. There were laws established. And, and those laws are still the supreme law of the land, mm-hmm. and they're in place to protect us from this kind of, um, you know, infringement or encroachment or, um, you know, arbitrary movement. You know what I'm saying? You don't, you don't have to really deal with this, especially on the side of the money, because that's the other part. Right. You know, you got the whole monitoring of, of people and, and government and controlling people. But then you got the whole, we want to make money off of and that's another standing that a lot of people have. The, leg- the judges, the lawyers, the police officers, the policy enforcers, you know, they're just doing their job. Again, we're all just here doing jobs. 
And I think that's another route that we have to look at, you know, is getting back to our divine purpose, getting back to, you know, having a sense of purpose and doing and working on behalf of what work needs to be done and not just for the benefit of making money no matter what we have to do. Because when we participate in all these practices, we are employed at all these agencies, you know, and we make the whole thing go around. You know what I'm saying? We participate in the programs that the agencies have, you know, um, what was the one thing that we were looking at before where um, it was a, a slave establishment, but once they got the, the brother at the door, that, like, really took it to the next level trying to think of what that was. But that's kind of what, they, what they're doing. And even when you look at, um, you know, Obama being in office, you got to know that that's some side point. It's like we can do the dirtiest of work and get the worst things done with someone who appeals to the people that we have the biggest grievance. Mm-hmm. You know, just like being close to your enemy. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, so we, we have to look at some of these things. It's like, oh, this is an attempt to protect you. This is about safety. Oh, you're violating these safety rules. And, you know, and so that could be perceived uh, as a crime because what you're doing could be an endangerment to someone. Right. So, you know, it could be an endangerment to you that you don't have a safety element. So I'm going to charge you with the violation and say that you were breaking the law because you chose not to wear a safety belt. Now, who was the injured party? You? You're the one that could have been injured by not having that safety belt on. So, if you don't bring charges against yourself, how does this apply as a crime? Right, and you, it must be a competent witness. And um, who is the um, 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 the defense at this part, or who's the um, the one that's supposed to be prosecuted? Is this the officer or is this the state? You know what I'm saying? Because when the um, um, um most of the time you get a, um, a citation or something like that, it's the it's you versus the state when right. it's dealing with um, the, and that's the injured party. That's, that's the, how they're holding it. That's so the injured party. So where's the impact? What is in the, the hospital? The state in the hospital? The injured party and the prosecution, just, and then the lawyers. Then the you know judges and the uh, bailiffs and the and stenographers the like, and the rest of them that sit up in as there. A, as a, um, a witness. Mm-hmm. They witness your crime against the state. And so these are, this is the way that this is, is going down. As they posing and saying they upholding the law, you know what I'm saying? Knowing damn well they're not upholding the law, you know what I'm saying? They're dealing with colorable law, meaning y'all know this court system is fraudulent. You know what I'm saying? This court, those courts don't have jurisdiction over us. You know what I'm saying? We're doing, you know what I'm saying? All those things. And, you know, those are some of the stuff, you, some things you say that, that'll box the judge and that'll make them be like, yo, you know what? You better get out of my court right now. I'll deal with you another day. Or they'll well, send you something in court at all. And just, it. he'll get up and just leave. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm out of here. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, because that's, because they know, been. like, when they will, listen, they will, in, injure themselves if they continue to keep on breaking those um those constitutional laws. They know they're gonna cause they serious they, injury they, to themselves. They were to uphold the exactly. You know, you know especially if you're really dealing with um you know a real official. Right, right. A real public servant. Right. Um, you know, some of the magistrates, some of the other um, you know, people that we're dealing with in these agencies, they really haven't even been appointed to a position where they need Warrant to uphold the Constitution. And that's part of the problem. Like, you know, it's just turned into a big business. Man, then you just hear um, uh, when that brother said that 
we just said that. You just said that um um with a lot of them, you know what I'm saying, they be like come right out come right from prison, you know what I'm saying, and become a judge. Or you know what I'm saying, something like that. Some of them uh, um child molestations, but now they they preachers and they preaching the word of God. They that they raping kids and everything. But now they they can they can go and preach the word of God. Or, or all of that. All of that. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying like this is the this is the balls that they got. You know what I'm saying? They put in the right your face or like that. The level of illusion that we that we fall into. Because look, if some if some fool Oh they got the John Cena, they playing the John Cena, you can't if, see me. If some fool is able to convince you of going along with his scheme mm-hmm. and you go along with the scheme, you could be mad at the fool, but you really you also have to look at yourself and say, Well, you know, I I need to smart a little bit. Maybe mm-hmm. I need to Right, right, right. And we talked about that last week. Uh, I mean, uh, a couple weeks ago, when we was on the air, when we talked about, um, you know, there's no way people can have an excuse now with all the, you know, the technology and the information being now. Now you can't make no excuses for, you know, what I'm saying not being able to educate yourself. You can't make no excuses for that now. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you got to take a part in it. You know what I'm saying? I think I think it will. You either have the you either are you either want to know the truth and are willing to do the research. You either want to stand in the truth and are willing to do what's necessary um, to do so, or you don't want to. You don't want to know the truth. You don't want to have to do no research. You don't want to have to think about it. You want, and these are the people, and, I, and it's sad to say when, when Todd says something about the Negro problem, I'm telling like, I, 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 I get it. Like, at first I was like, oh, I didn't, I wasn't feeling that. Like, you know, certain, you know, concepts. But at the same time, I get it because if you don't want to know, you don't want to govern over yourself, you don't want to have to think or do research or, um, you know, um, you don't want to have to focus on what the right thing to do is. You know what I'm saying? If you don't want to be upstanding and upright, then someone does need to govern over you. And you might as well surrender your rights over for privileges so someone else can govern over your house. Right. And I and that's one of the saddest, most horrible things to say, but at the same time, imagine a man who doesn't want to be accountable to his own actions, who doesn't want to govern over himself, who doesn't want to have to do the thought work involved in something, who wants to just be able to do anything regardless of how it affects anyone else or himself or that So we have to begin to govern over ourselves. This is not about getting around the law or going against the law or being anti-law, or any of these things. This is about learning the tenets of law and applying them where they apply. Right. And, in, and in this case, the tenets of law that we're dealing with is the freedom of movement, of, you know, of, of locomotion, of, of uh, uh, freedom of, of liberty, you know, and just the right to be and, and to move freely, you know, and these rights are not to be superseded by by man. These rights are rights that are given by the Creator, and that's something you know. When you know that through and through, and you stand in it, it's hard, you know, and you're gonna get some resistance. But at the same time, when you know these tenets of law, not just on the level of some paperwork, family, and you do gotta get on your paperwork, and it's it's daunting. <laughs> it's definitely daunting. Get your help. Go to go to Dr. Arlene, you know, 
and, and Princess Kadira go to, you know, the other chiefs, you know, wash it off. Go to, you know, brothers and sisters around you who have had some experiences, who have uh, gained some wisdom that can help you along the path. But know for sure you got to walk the path. You have to actually walk it. You have to actually live it. You have to actually know that you are law. No, I self law and master. And and recognize what that means because these are the, the you know, governing principles that bring you together. You know. These laws, universal laws and scientific concepts are not far from each other. Scientific concepts and spiritual concepts are not far from each other and, and oftentimes are dealing with the same group of laws or systems of concepts or principles. And when you when you get to the part where you start to synchronize all of that inside of yourself and standing it and speaking it, that's what we're really talking about right here. Then you have the freedom to govern over yourself. Then you have the right to speak for yourself or jurisdiction, and no one else has jurisdiction over you because you are in full life. You're fully aware. You're fully awake. You're fully able to stand in the strength of who you are as a spiritual flesh and blood being. You're not dead man walking because dead man walking is an actual legal status, but it's, you know, it's in place with certain premise, with you know, with certain tenets attached to it. Because if you're a, the walking dead and you zombied out and you don't want to have to focus or think, if you don't want to have to deal with it and talk about it, if you don't want to have to, you know, oh, man, that's too deep, then guess what? Someone, if you don't govern over yourself, someone else will do it for you. If you don't man that vessel, someone else will take the will. And that's just the way that this works, and, and that's what we're dealing with with this issue. So, you know, get out there, do your research, and then start talking about it. Start standing in it. Start dealing with it, you know, accordingly from wherever you are on your path, you know, and, and with the best way you know how, because that's where we all start, you know. And um, we're all still making our way. You know, we've had some wins. We've had some losses. Um, yeah, I spoke earlier about the trial that I lost and how that was so important on my path. And the reason why it was important on my path is because even though I lost the trial, the judge, stayed a little bit after with me and, and just spoke to me um, on behalf of the case. And, you know, he spoke to me in terms of, and he even, he literally said, I'm not going to use the legal leave. I'm not going to use any legal leave with you. So he, he said, you can put your guard down. I'm not trying to, you know, trick you into submitting or um, giving consent or understanding or any of these other things that they do with the word. Um, but I'm actually going to give you a little bit of advice, real advice, you know, person to person or being to being, you know, because we could get the person face screwed up. But um, what he said was, if you had to file these things in a motion in the beginning when you filed this paperwork, the case would have been dismissed and you would have never had to come into court today. You would have never had the trial. The evidence that you presented would have been taken and your judicial notice that you presented would have been taken. I would have taken a judicial notice and I would have dismissed the case. Now, why did I not file it in the motion? I had written the affidavit where I was asking him to dismiss the case. Right. But their legal process is file a motion to dismiss. And there are specific, there's specific terminology and a specific process that they are governed by, that they work with, 
that they're accustomed to working with that's in place for this type of thing to move through smoothly. And because I was in a place where I felt like I didn't want to deal with their way of dealing with it, I wanted to handle things, you know, and govern over myself according to how I wanted to, which you do have that right. But this is what I mean about learning to negotiate and deal with people. When people feel overwhelmed, intimidated, unfamiliar with, um, you know, ignorant to um, any of these things, they're less likely to work with you. That's just the reality of dealing with people, period. You know, Grandma used to say, you catch more flies with honey than vinegar. So, you know, and that's not to say that you need to be sweet, but it's, it's just a, a concept to just keep in mind because, you know, this is it's a game. It's just like, you know, the basketball court, and we're going back and forth with each other, you know, and i got to be smooth, but if I'm too aggressive with you, it's going to be a foul. And it's going to be a foul on me, and then I'm going to have to deal with that. If I come off too aggressive, guess what? They're going to hold me in contempt. You have to literally say I bear no contempt in some cases because you have to let them know, listen, we're not going to play this contempt game either because I'm not doing anything against what I have the right to do. You know, so all of these things have to be taken into consideration. And, you know, when he talked to me um, in those terms after the court case, I took that. I said, all right, I'll take this. And you know what he did? He said, I'm going to give you 45 days to appeal this determination before the um, the penalties take effect because I know you're going to appeal it. And that was giving me an opening and an opportunity to just appeal the, the determination that he had made in the trial by finding me guilty and having and making a motion to, to dismiss, which is what he was telling me to do. And, you know, I got to be honest, I, you know, I did the, I did the BS because I just was exhausted. Like I said, I had gone through so many cases back to back and, you know, I had a financial burden at the time and processing of the paperwork and the research and the, it was just a little bit too much for me in that moment. And, you know, so I didn't do the appeal and I, you know, I got to take that, you know what I'm saying? Because I did, you know, agree that, you know, to the, that process and I moved through that process. And so sometimes you do got to just take it, you got to take it on the chance. It's all good, guys. You fall like a champ, you know what I'm saying? Hey, you, you know what? Like I champ, learned you know a what lot. Saying? I learned a lot that time. That was no actually the worst case proceeding that I had based on the determination that the judge made. But it was one of the best case proceedings that I had because I was actually heard and respected in the tenets of law that I was speaking to. And, you know, I, I actually, you know, I had did some things, you know, prior to. I had made some mistakes, too. I had made some mistakes. So, you know, by making some of the mistakes that I made, um, the, the, the proceedings could have been worse. Right. But you know, we we, we negotiated. We negotiated. We went back and forth, and we played. We played nice, a nice cordial game. You know what I'm saying? And for me, that's what I want because that's when we're both willing and able to work with each other and come to a peaceful, you know, means to an end. Okay, now it's over. All right, fine. See you about. You know, I had another time that was decent. They dropped all the charges, but I agreed to pay the um, the court cost of thirty three dollars. Now, I had seven tickets, though. I had um, driving without a license, driving without insurance, um, illegal turn. Um, no yeah, no registration. No like, lights. I had the one of the lights was out. Like, it was a whole bunch. You know, I had a whole bunch of tickets. So, 
ultimately I had, um, you know, all of the charges were dropped. And, um, you know, he, and he asked me, the this is the prosecutor now. He asked me, like, well, can we just at least do, we got to do get something. Like, can we at least just get um, the court cost for, for one charge? And I won't charge you with the charge. We'll just do the court cost. And the court cost was $33. So I said, all right, I'll take that. You know, that's agreeable. I could have kept going. I could have kept going and been like, nah, you know, but sometimes you got to know when to say when. Like, all right, I'll take that and, you know, just keep moving with it because, again, this is a process. I, mean, I see got, our time is uh, winding down. 30, I know I want to give you. You left down on 33rd degree, so you was good. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it was all good. God, you know what I'm saying? You went in there. You stood on your square. You Went to battle with him, you know what I'm saying? You know, that paperwork was serious, though. I mean, you that paperwork was right. You know what I'm saying? That's what it would do for you when you stand, you know, on the square. When you get in there, and you know, you got you to gotta do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? So it's good that, you know, we we starting to, you know, educate ourselves more. And we only starting to actually live this way in life again because it, it has not been, you know, um, it's been a long time. It, it has not been been done in this manner, you know what I'm saying, where people, um, you know, are beginning to, like, stand up for their rights. You know what I'm saying? Wake up. Wake up for their rights. Again, so, man, this is really great show, you know what I'm saying? I know we're going to get off the air right now, but um, I want to just give a personal shout-out to my, um, my, um, my goddess here, you know, the one that holds me down every single day. I got to um, give another personal shout-out to my... 14-year-old son today because um, he's doing really well on his engagement, and um, I'm very proud of him and the rest of my, my, my children. Um, much love to my mom and dad. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my other pops and mom. And um, the guy that's yeah, there. Yeah, definitely Dr. Arlene and the family, you know, especially um, on this tip because they really helped us and guide us through um, so many different things on this topic, and right. and when we had those real rough times, with, you know, the time when you was locked up, and I was like, all right, now y'all, you know, they acting funny, they disregarding, and you know, I'm, it's time for you know this brother to come home. Now I'm, I'm, I'm gonna start getting anxious, and oh, they so, were so open and right. so supportive, and they had the killer, um, you know, information to really help me you know, and, and guide me through that process, and, and we were able to, you know, move things forward, and everything worked out all right, you know, but at the same time, man, special shout out to, to the God and the Goddess, you know, on that tip, and, and look forward to seeing y'all, man, um, at the conference coming up, um, we definitely going to be there, you know, and um, just enjoying the festivities, and offering assistance, and, you know, in any way we can, just to the people, man, because we got to work together and support each other. Definitely. Getting that knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Because at the Melanie Conference, God be breaking them down. Oh, he dropping every, every time, everywhere. Like, that's what I'm Their presence and their essence. Like, being around them, you learn so much and you gain so much. And you, yeah, I mean, Y'all don't that, miss the we can have a whole show just about what it is to be there. So, be there. Don't miss Definitely. the Melanie Conference, man. Y'all make sure y'all get out there. That's this uh, next weekend, the 18th, 19th, and the 20th. Yeah, if yeah. I'm mistaken, so make sure y'all get out there, man, because, um, you know, um, I'll be dropping, man. Mm-hmm. You know and they always bless you with the good food that's oh, good for you, man. that have you vibing high mm-hmm. and have you right, mm-hmm. 
and, um, you know, got the, the serious herbal collection, the oils, everything you need, yo. Exactly. Store with everything you need. I mean, you're going, your jaw's going to drop. If you haven't been down, you know, you definitely make your way. Make your way, and this is the time to do it. Um, because, you know, it's time anyway. But, you know, they want, they just are so on point. It's, I couldn't even, I couldn't begin to say you know, what I have to say about them and, and what it is to just be there. Yeah. So be there again. No doubt, man. But, um, um, you know, stand on your square, man, on this topic. Stand on it, man. Learn about it. Start dealing in it, for real, because that's the only way we're really going to see any, pro- you know, any progress in this area. And just with, you know, being respected anyway is that we have to be upright, man. We have to begin to stand for what we stand for. We have to begin to know the law. We have to begin to uphold it ourselves. It's not about they're the lawmakers and lawgivers and, and law sustainers and all of this. I'm self-law and master. We are the law. And so we have to recognize that the law that shapes and fashion the universe is, is the law that um, governs over us. You know, and that, that supersedes any other level of authority or presumed level of authority. Let's so show how let's say some peace and love in here since we still got our people to this. Peace. You on the air. Uh, Four one up. Oh, peace, God. It's peace, God. What, what's going on, y'all? Y'all doing an awesome show tonight. Thank you. It's good, man. How's it been, brother? How you been? Man, everything's everything, brother. Um, Can't complain. You know, just riding with the punches and, and uh, good, learning, learning at the same time. Yeah. Um, what it is, man. Yeah, y'all, y'all caught me off guard because you said the show was about to end, so I ain't, I ain't want to really um go into nothing, but... Yeah, I've been dropping it. All right, no That's doubt, man. Job. Thanks for riding with us. We had a little difficulty, man, in the beginning there. You know, I didn't even know if we were gonna be able to have the show because it was, right. we, you know, they were having some difficulty. I guess they still having difficulty with the line. So, you know, but it's all love. We up here and you up here with us, so you know. We appreciate you being here, God. Peace and love, guys. No problem. How much more minutes y'all got on the show? Well, we off the air. So, you know, we just here together. You know, we got a little bit of, of love time at the end. You know, so we just want to definitely just send some, some shout-outs and, definitely, you know, just definitely. send some love and, you know, send the love back, really, because we, we appreciate the love and, you know, appreciate the support through all of the, the trials, man. We've definitely been going through a whole bunch of things, but we won't hang in there and still, you know, ride on out with this thing. Man, it, yeah, I, I just wanted to, um, to comment on the um, you, you uh, picked my ear when you talked about your uh, your son having the um, the nine eleven project, and yeah, and it, it, it you, you y'all hitting it right on the head because you know sometimes it's like we got so much uh, animosity and. And austerity that we we gotta be so hard and, and not be flexible with the system. And, right. You know, and and I was and it's you know, you know after you see your people, 
getting bruised and battered all the time, how can you not have some type of um strong reaction? But but um like you were saying, being in the courts, yeah, yeah, interactions with the um security guards, you know, it's sometimes you just gotta tame that ego and you know, you you might not have such a a disastrous occasion if sometimes we just contain the ego. It's, You're right about that, brother. You know, I've I've noticed that, you know, and that I guess that doesn't really apply in every single situation because you know, some people are just off the hook and just you and you encounter that in every aspect of life with every kind of you know of people. But you know, when in dealing with these situations right here, I think that you know when we're able to govern, the more we're able to govern ourselves, the less need for governing over us, you know. And so mm. I think that that you know is a is a multi layered statement because you're dealing with it on an energetic level and on a, on the level of you know basically we talk about electromagnetism and how you know just like a magnet will control the the metal shards on a table and you know as you move it back and forth it's 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 governing over something but if you turn it the other way it won't have that effect it's like something that can't be governed over by that governing or enforcing uh power won't be governed over it if you're governing over yourself and you're in a certain energy and you're you know what you're projecting is going to come back to you these are just universal principles what you project comes back so when you're exactly. so filled with rage and animosity, and they know that when they show you a million, billion pictures a day of people that look just like your cousin getting beat down in the street, you know, I mean, just that type of thing is going to have a psychological and emotional reaction that's going to bring about some kind of physical response. And so, we, you know, knowing that, it's just like a game of chess where you're, you know, you have to anticipate the move of your opponent. And, and that's what they're doing with us, but we're not thinking that far ahead a lot of times. We get caught up, like you said, with the ego. And then instead of being smart about what's taking place, we just respond. You know what I'm saying? And then we send something out, and then it's projected. Um, a similar uh, example of what we were talking about when uh, one of the case proceedings that we were dealing with where things were beginning to go in our direction, and, um, you know, you could tell that the judge, she was, she was beginning to be more agreeable to, you know, she did receive the paperwork, even though it was in the nick of time, but she did receive it. And, you know, she was beginning to act like she was going to honor it. But then when she said something and, you know, we were talking at the same time, it was like we were talking over her and her ego got up in there. It was like the clash of the egos. It was a little bit, bit of ego on our part to not hear her out in, what, in, in, in the totality of what she was saying. And wham, there it went. Now you you know what I'm saying. Now you, I'm gonna hold you, and we're gonna come back to court. <laughs> it's like man, you know, and you know a lot of times that's what we're dealing with. You know, these are lessons in our interactions with anybody. I don't care who it is. These are still lessons. We're still learning here, no matter what the circumstance or experience is and what it seems to be. We're still learning personal and spiritual lessons and growing, you know, or refusing to grow or whatever's happening. You know, so a situation could be stifling to us, or we could make a different choice, and it might not be. Right. You know, so, again, governing over ourselves. 
you know, responsibility, having the ability to respond to the circumstances, you know, well. And, right. you know, what, the more we begin to do these things, and, and, the, and the basic part of it is knowing the laws, because how can you govern over yourself if you don't know the laws that govern over you? And these are the universal principles that we all have to abide in. So that's the right, decision right. that these things are coming from. You know, when you look at in full life or you look at um, when we talk about the term black, for instance, and, you know, the way that this is, has become a brand and a legal status and has become tied into um, the validation behind slavery and the way that we, you know, continue to be enslaved is through the use of this term that basically um, denotes um, chattel property, you know, slave status, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, or three-fifths of a human, not quite a human being, you know. And when you look at how we're using this term and how they give it a legal definition that says that you're legally dead and how you have to mm-hmm. actually make the assertion in your life to be fully awake and fully aware and stand in the truth of what you know, and then you have to actually make a statement on paper or, um, you know, a, a affidavit or a statement of, of truth and fact or whatever um, terms you use. But what you're basically doing is making a statement to the universe to say, look, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to govern over myself now. You know what I'm saying? I'm fully awake now. I'm not asleep in this sleep state where I have to be kept and, you know, um, governed over because I'm going to govern over. I'm going to use my own mind now. I'm in full life, which is the term that, uh, we begin to use in full life, not civil litter more too or legally dead. Right. You know, so it it goes so much deeper than just the paperwork aspect of it, or you know, um, the driver's license fraud, or mm-hmm. you know, being required to have financial responsibility, or what we all know as insurance. This you know, is you actually taking back your life. Right. You know what I'm saying? Taking right. back, you know, um, a place. In, in society, being putting yourself back in this true place in society, you know what I'm saying, as being, you know, God of the universe, you know what I'm saying, being on your, you know, on on your sway, you know what right. I'm saying, because that's the thing, like, we fell from that, that place. Right. When they said, you know, we fell from grace, yep, that's where we fell from. We fell from our high mind. Right. And that's where the we kingdom need of to, God. exactly, where we need to be expiring to move back towards, you know right. what I'm saying. And these are some of the, the ground-level things that have to be taken care of before we can move anywhere. Right. This is on, this on the physical plane that we're going to have to exert these things out and, and live it out now. And, you know, again, this is what we we, we doing for the future, for, you know what I'm saying, the ones that come after us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because the past is the past, and we must learn and live from the past. Right. You know what I'm saying? Learn to live from the past mistakes, things that happened in the past that, that ain't gonna happen this time. No, that's right. You know what I'm saying? That ain't gonna happen right. again. You know, we will not allow that to happen to us again. We will never go back into a state of, you know, um, of ignorance like that again. This right. is that time of awakening, of the arising of the of the um, 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 God mind, God consciousness. So we moving in a whole different frequency right now. So a lot of some people moving at a crazy rate, but again, man, the world is now moving. At a rapid, a rapid rate, 
You know what I'm saying? And whoever can't give it the program, they, they just ain't gonna be they just won't be here. They just can't be you here, know? you know. And I mean look at the the the, the similarity between the concept of restriction from movement and slavery. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like your yeah. movement your ability to travel to and fro being restricted by a governing faction. Like, no, you're not allowed to go over here. You don't have certain paper. You know what I'm saying? Like, we really got to think about it. This takes me back to um, even in that, that scene in 12 Years a Slave. But that was in, um, what was it, Route 2, where, you know, they, they, you know, drove that whole concept and all those images home of the whole slavery um, right. concept and, and just really got all the images and everything so deep into our heads. They have the one scene where, you know, here's someone now in passing that's pardoned from this whole experience because why? They got their papers. And that's where, you know, reclaiming your nationality and, you know, recognizing who you are and where you come from and, you know, getting back to um, the state of nationhood is important. Because, again, when you're being classified as property, it's like you belong to someone, not you belong to a certain lineage, not you come from a certain nation or from a certain um, geographical location. We're not even talking about any of them because there is no African-American geographical location. There is no black geographical black on you. Um, nation. You know what I'm saying? black nation and we could talk about black power and i'll get into some black power because black is definitely powerful but when we're dealing with law we talking about law we're dealing with law that you got to look at the law terms and the legal definitions that apply to these words that we are using and when we're calling ourselves black in a, on a, in a political form then we have to recognize what that term um you know really means and how it's being used against us because it is being used against us now we watch these people get beat upside the head and then somebody not even being convicted or somebody gets shot in the back or neck broken all these other things and then someone not even being convicted but nobody's asking the question even though we're saying you know how could this be you know justice is not being served but nobody's asking the question why or how could this be happening and looking at the root and the, and the cause to this effect, which is that we really don't have rights when we're, you know, outside of the legal status of human beings. Right. That's it it kind of makes you want to do something with the, um, the energy with this whole Black Lives Matter uh, project. Yes, like, yes. Brother, you right. right, right, right. I sure did. Um, because because you kind of want to just intercept that and say black lives don't matter, and and you have a melanated skin, and people kind of look at you like, huh? And they have something else on the back of the shirt or whatever. Um, just kind of giving a snippet of what's really going on. Um, like, like um, what are some ideas? Uh something about reinforcing the constitution but but we we know um they, they we basically seeing the beat down of the straw man so you right. you know you can do whatever you want with a straw man a, a cattle or um i guess they take the constable constable 
and beat yeah. down with a billy club. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, um, yeah man. and then they throw, it, throw us in the pen. That's that's kind of funny. But um, as far as the uh, the finances, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up too. But it's like you got to play that game of chess where you teeter totter in in the line, then just enough to get a, enough resources to to bring back to your people. You know what I mean? Like like say right. if if um. It's it's rough though, man. I mean, oh, it can be rough or whatever you project, but it's like if I can get the finances, not because of the bling bling or, or you know, um, you know I'm balling or whatever, but you know for better equipment or to to right. be able to reach more people, you know that's right. what we you know that's what we about. But and, and and it's crazy, you know. Sometimes you sit back and ponder how we go from niggas to niggas, but really. I'm seeing, uh, yeah, I say the niggas, you know, on stage, they they hip to it. A lot of these people we sleeping on in the celebrity game, they 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 hip. Right. Like um, right. no Fox, Foxy Brown for instance, um, Ron Artest, they they oh, um, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. A lot of so, these. I mean. I've went through some um, some serious traumatic things because of um, some of the things they've learned and that they yeah, know. You know what I'm saying? Um, that sister was saying, like, you know, she was dealing with certain people and out of nowhere she just became deaf. Yeah. You know Locked what I mean? She ground. lost her yep. whole, you know, like we were saying at that remark, she lost her ears, like, like her hearing. She was she, just she woke was, up and couldn't hear anything. And couldn't hear anything because something right. possibly she could have been exposed to. So we don't need her to hear nothing else. You know what I'm saying? We don't need her to make music anymore. We don't need her to, we don't need that kind of a voice mm-hmm. to be speaking some of these things that she has been exposed to. melanated too. You know she's powerful. We got, you know, you got to crack absolutely. down on all that melanin. You know, you know they had to be they thinking at a certain point, like, okay, we know what's about to go down, so we got to crack down on some of these melanated people that are in the public eye that are aware of what is going on. And you see all of these, um, you know, million strokes and, um, you know, different things that, that you have seen go on in the last decade or so with many of the more real and more um, vocal or more active or more aware um, celebrities. And so, you know, we, we all know what's going down is that we're getting to this time, but I think that the, what they really sleep on you know, in terms of the, the Albion, in terms of the, the um, you know, the system that's in place to keep us oppressed, I think what they really sleep on is the level of what's happening in our DNA. And not that they're um, unaware, because if, when you read their magazine, when you get in that Scientific American, they are fully aware okay. of what's happening. And, you know, they're doing everything they can from chemtrails to GMOs to, you know, um, hypnotism and, you know, um, chipping, you know, just every, so many different things are happening um, because they are aware. But I think that what they're not counting on happening is that nature is taking course anyway. The evolution is taking place anyway. People are awakening anyway. It's just something that you can't stop because you can't stop nature. And though they always have this 
concept of like, okay, we can control the weather or we can, you know, we're going to save these certain animals that are going extinct. If nature says it's time for the animal to go extinct, it's, you know, this is the way things have always been. You know, things have their time, their place, their purpose. And, you know, oftentimes we throw things out of balance, even in our personal lives, by trying to govern over something outside of ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, just as you have the responsibility to govern yourself, you also have a responsibility not to infringe on someone else's right to govern themselves. And even when we're talking about nature, we're still talking about spirit, we're still talking about energy, we're still talking about conscious um, consciousness. So, you know, we got to look about, you know, at those things too, because those things are still dealing with law, still dealing with law and, and you know, um, knowing that things, you know, what you put out comes back to you again. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to abide in the law. That's the whole That's the whole point, you know. And on the finance tip, like, you definitely need finances um, in order to do what you got to do, you know, today and continue to, to navigate. And, and, you know, you have to work from some type of economic strategy, you know, not, like you said, for the purpose of, you know, having something to show. Because, again, then this is um, just an outward showing of something or professing of something. You know, I have worth. I have value. I have this on. I can show you that I have worth by, you know, I was able to spend this amount of money to buy this on my wrist or I'm able to drive this down the street. But, again, these are showings of worth and value when the character of the being, again, we talked about we got to get back to being upright. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, when we start getting into just looking at the status symbols and not the actual status, mm-hmm. you know, we, we have to, again, we got to start asking ourselves a question. You know what I'm saying? We have to look at the real state or status of our affairs, of our condition, of our body, of our mind. Um Oh, we're getting some messages up here. Something's going on with the um, with the line. Yeah. All right. Well, let's send you some love to area code six one five and um, area code eight four eight. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to click you in. It's looking like our um, something's going on with the station, but we appreciate you. You know, and uh, just send our love and you know with you and your families and, you know, extended families because we all want families, definitely. That's for sure. And we got to stand together in that. So um, I'm going to go ahead and close it out. I think we have some issues up here. But um, stick with us, man. Next week, we're going to have another powerful show. And uh, we hope you join